If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Finding Dad Bod, where my dad, Coach Alex Van Houten, plus his 14 years of experience to work for you. You should listen to him. Here's Pity Beast Mode. Who knows who we could be if we could become 1% better every single day. What's up, guys? This is Alex Van Houten with Defining DadBot. I hope you're doing super well. You're listening to Season 3, Episode 48 of Defining DadBot, where we're talking about abundant fatherhood. This episode's been brought to you by the Better Daily app. Join us in our betterment journey as we work hard to become 1% better every single day. Go to definingdadbod.com slash betterdaily and use code DADBOD, D-A-D-B-O-D, to get 25% off your subscription to our awesome community. There's some amazing events planned this month, including a health and fitness technology workshop and a life-changing group session on better sleep quality. It's going to be an amazing month in Better Daily. I can't wait to see you there. Go to definingdadbod.com slash betterdaily today. This is going to be an awesome episode. Our past several episodes of Defining Dadbod have been heavily scientific, and as much as I love science, sometimes the brain needs a little break from rationality, and so today we're all about practicality. Before we get to fathering in abundance, Here's some food for thought. My food for thought for you today comes from a consult that I had recently with a new coaching client, and we were talking through her nutrition practices postpartum. I won't bore you with the details, but one important highlight that kept cropping up is this individual was not getting enough protein in her daily nutrition. This is extremely important for busy moms and dads because protein molecules are the building blocks that your body requires to rebuild itself after a stressful day. This was primarily important to this particular client because she was talking about starting an intense exercise regimen. She kept saying she hated exercise, but she knows she needed to do it, and that's why she was hiring me. Come to find out, she had good reason to hate exercise. Every time she started programs in the past, she ended up injured and burnt out. So I asked, how many grams of protein do you get in a day? And have you ever counted that number before? She said, no, I never really have. And to be honest, I don't really know how many grams of protein I should be getting every day anyway. 
After a few food journals, it was apparent that she was getting less than half of the protein that her body required to just function properly every day, let alone start and recover from an intense exercise regimen. No wonder this poor lady hated exercise. She was tearing her body down and not giving it the materials it needed to build itself back up again. Your food for thought today is this. If you've learned nothing else from me in the hundred plus hours that we've published on this show, I want you to hear this. The food you put in your body is both the fuel and the building blocks that your body requires to perform and recover from the stress in your life. And exercise can be a positive stressor that signals to your body that you're made of sterner stuff than you know and to unlock the potential to build you back better next time. The primary linchpin to that process is the amount of protein, the building blocks that you eat every day to let your body rebuild itself and become more resilient for what you might face tomorrow. Do you know how much protein you're eating in a day? Are you getting enough? Do you know what enough even means? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Shoot me a message at coachal at defunningdadbod.com. That's your food for thought today. I hope it gives you something to munch on. Now, without further ado, let's talk about fathering in abundance. Hard times make strong men. Strong men make good times. Good times make weak men, and weak men make hard times. Have you ever heard that before? It's a succinct distillation of a historical problem that I first heard described by a Middle Eastern philosopher named Al-Kindi. He wrote in an Islamic tradition about 1500 years ago, and what he described was a really interesting cycle. He saw that city dwellers in the Middle East would enjoy all the comforts of modern city life. They'd get fat on trade goods and live lives of luxury, such that every generation became a little less well-equipped for the world and a little softer. Meanwhile, the nomads that lived out in the harsh environment around the city would live through hardship, scraping by with gratitude and grit for every little thing that they got, and because of their difficult lives, every generation of nomad became a little stronger, until eventually the strong nomads would look at the weak city dwellers and think, gee, they've got it pretty nice. Let's go take their stuff. And so the nomads would invade the city dwellers, and because of their intergenerational strength and living through hardship and the city dwellers' relative softness, the nomads would drive out the city dwellers and begin living their life in luxury as a new generation of city dweller. Meanwhile, the newly banished and pudgy nomads would begin their first generation of hardship, and on and on the cycle would go. Nomads becoming stronger, city dwellers becoming weaker, the driving out of one group from another, and then the trading of places every few generations. And thus the saying, hard times make strong men. Strong men make good times. Good times make weak men. Weak men make hard times. This cycle is particularly troublesome to me because I was born into a family where I had to learn to overcome cycles of abuse and trauma, poverty, fatherlessness, mental disorders, and even addiction. You could say that from an intergenerational perspective, my family were the nomads. And not that I'm perfect or have everything figured out, but my children are the first generation of children in the cycle of my family tree that aren't experiencing the hardships of privation and trauma. So a question that haunts me into the wee hours of the night as a dad is what would happen if good times didn't have to make weak men? Or asked a different way, how can I as a father help my sons to become strong men without either, one, abandoning them to the privation and hardship that creates strong men, or two, artificially constructing fake 
or overly brutal hardship that makes me more akin to a monster than a father. The more men I talk to in my community who are fathers, and the more I ask their opinion on this issue, the more I realize it's not just me. Without asking questions like this, some men fall in the trap of overly providing material wealth. You can hear that when somebody says that they want their kids to have everything they never had. And I'm not saying it's a surefire equation, but generally that can result in greed, ingratitude, and an overall disrespect for the value of hard work. Another trap we fathers can fall into is showering our children with experiences and hyper-programmed lives that could breed an expanding understanding of the world around them and their place in it, but could also easily foster anxiety and crises of identity where they feel like they always have to be busy, but don't really know why. The final trap I often see is that fathers inherently feel these things, but instead of wrestling to find the balance, they dive headlong into work or hobbies to distract themselves from this difficult problem. Now I'm not perfect, and the hard times that I mentioned earlier are perceived through the lens of first world problems, but in my own imperfect way, I'm still wrestling with the problem nonetheless. One of the worst things that I could imagine thinking in my life is that my fatherhood amounted to young men that might have been better off if I wasn't even here while they grew up. So today I want to share with you 10 things that I think fathers can do in a world of abundance to help their children become strong men and women. This will sound particularly geared to boys since I don't have any experience fathering daughters, but I imagine that many of these things translate just as well to building strong women as they do strong young men. So here we go. The first thing we can do to build strong men in good times is to teach them how to choose and serve a good spouse by working well with yours. One of the things that's lost in fatherlessness is the example of a worthwhile, productive, and peaceful relationship. Strong men can continue to produce strong times because of great companions. There's only so many hours in the first 20 years of a child's life that dad has a direct influence on them, and it's actually the relationships that they'll build thereafter that will continue to shape the trajectory of their lives, help them know how to identify a good spouse, how to be a great one themselves, and to make that decision with commitment and sincerity. The number two thing we can do to build strong men in good times is to get in and stay in the best shape we can manage. I know I'm biased because I'm a nutrition, health, and exercise coach, but the grit, endurance, and discipline that comes from eating well and exercising regularly is invaluable. Ultimately, our children will do what we do, not what we say, and whatever genetic potential is wrapped up in every individual's DNA can at best be brought to bear by being in great shape, and at worst, be impeded by being untrained. If you're not already working on your health and fitness, you don't have to do it all at once. Start small and make incremental progress. And hey, there's a nice lesson wrapped up in that too, how to take on a giant problem, one piece at a time. They're watching. Show them how. The number three thing we can do to build strong men in good times is to tell your story. Just because they didn't grow up like you doesn't mean that those lessons weren't very valuable. And it's crazy most children don't know the struggles of their father until way later in life, if at all. While privation will teach people by necessity, the love of the father can teach by admiration. Your kids want to hear what you've been through. Don't waste another day not telling them about it. The number four thing you can do to build strong men in good times is to play as often as you can. Your kids are going to have to learn to play every single game with the best hand they've been dealt and to figure out how to have some fun while doing it. Most of life is like that. There's the changing the diaper game, the going to work game, the having awkward conversations in the airport game. Model the good sport, be gracious in defeat, and play to win. And even if monumental lessons aren't learned that day, 
the best memories I've made with my kids so far tend to involve playing in some form or fashion. The number five thing we can do to build strong men in good times is to let them see you fail. Men who grew up without dads think they can only show their successes. That's not true. The most valuable thing we can teach our children about success is that they will fail. Much of success is about how we respond to those failures. If you model humility, then they will too. Show them humility by teaching them how a real man responds to failure. And if you're not sure how to let them see you fail, try learning something new with them. Paddleboarding, martial arts, model airplanes. If you need some ideas, Pinterest abounds with many things that you're not good at. Take it on and let your kids see the whole thing unfold. Don't get any practice rounds in. They need to see you fail. The number six thing we can do to build strong men in good times is to serve the less fortunate with them. Exposure to the tougher side of life is important for the cultivation of gratitude and selflessness. Don't let your kids be naive in thinking that abundance is the natural state of existence. It's not. Much of life can be nasty, brutish, and short, and it's only through great sacrifice that abundance is possible and maintainable. Teach them through service that to whom much is given, much is expected. There's a responsibility that comes with good times, and that responsibility will make stronger men. The number seven thing we can do to build strong men in good times is to introduce them to history and drama and talk about it. There are both religious and non-religious traditions that have powerful histories that really make up each generation's common languages and points of reference. Personally, I'm reminded of this when my side of the family gets together for the holidays. The Lord of the Rings trilogy and the precursors, Silmarillion and The Hobbit, are a deep part of the common language of my family from my brother randomly quoting Aragorn to my sister humming the soundtrack. That story binds us together, gives us some great laughs, and helps us sum up difficult ideas when we're trying to express them. Now, The Lord of the Rings isn't the only one. That's just an example. But operating with wisdom requires an understanding of the stories that came before us and the stories we're living out now. We truly are standing on the shoulders of giants. Don't let your children believe that good times just generated itself out of thin air but help them understand the stories and traditions that brought you and your family where they are today. The good, bad, and ugly will go a long way towards scaring them away from hell and inspiring them toward heaven. The number eight thing we can do to build strong men in good times is to spend time hiking. Hiking is naturally difficult, and nature is naturally beautiful and naturally humbling. Sunlight, fresh air, and the sheer grandiosity of creation is a powerful force that drives a man to a fully integrated sense of self. Thankfully, no matter how advanced or abundant civilization becomes, rivers are still cold and intense, mountains are still tall and treacherous to climb, and mountain lions are no respecter of persons. Nature brings us back to our roots like nothing else can, and when a thoughtful man trudges through a mountain pass and thinks through what it would be like to spend a week or two out here without modern technology, he returns home renewed and restored with a sense of gratitude, both for the existence of nature and for his regular protection from it. The number nine thing we can do to build strong men in good times is to work hard and invite them to join you with patience. Our kids are capable of immense determination and indomitability. Give them as many chances as possible to work shoulder to shoulder with you so that your diligence can rub off on them. From a psychological perspective, we still don't know what causes industriousness, which is a character manifestation of conscientiousness, but it might be one of the few character traits that, unlike agreeableness or extroversion or neuroticism, can actually be taught to our children in a way that sticks with them the rest of their lives. Just because the times are good 
doesn't mean there's not a lot of work left to be done to make things even better. And I know that you didn't become a cycle breaker by sitting on your butt all day. Work hard and invite them to join you. The number 10 thing we can do to build strong men in good times is spend some time getting to know powerful words and their counterparts, and then learn to tell stories that make these words come to life. Words like courage, honor, integrity, humility, peace, patience, mercy, forgiveness, joy, discipline, fidelity. Without a dictionary, could you explain what those words mean? And what about their evil twins? Malice, deceit, suffering, strife, envy, arrogance, rage, and slothfulness. Words exist because they have histories and etymologies associated with them, and many times have been passed down from generation to generation, so that we have ways of expressing the knowledge of those who came before us in short order. Einstein said, to teach is to learn twice, and it's been my experience that wrestling with these difficult words so that my children can understand them has not only taught me what they mean, but has also taught me how to embody the good stuff and not to act so much on the bad. I realize I still have a lot to learn as a father. My boys are only five and two, and so by most standards, I'm just getting started with this thing. But I'm sharing this with you for two reasons. One, if even one of these things can help you to build stronger children during good times, then maybe your children can help my children build an even better world than we had. And the number two reason is because if there's something here that I didn't list, that you know about building stronger men in good times, then I want to know about it. If you're on the journey of intergenerational betterment, then join the discussion at definingdadbot.com slash betterdaily. I don't think the mistakes of the past have to repeat themselves if we're willing to learn from those who came before us. Hard times make strong men. Strong men make good times. Good times make better men. And who knows what the world could be then. This has been Alex Van Houten with Defining Dad Bod. Until next time, guys, kick butt, take names. The free, practical advice and conversations here remain unbought and unbiased, thanks to the support of Better Daily. If this episode has been helpful to you, share it with someone in your life who you know it will benefit. Then, Subscribe to the podcast and leave us a raving review to tell others what value Defining Dad Bond has brought to your health and fitness journey. Finally, if you're struggling for betterment, don't do it alone. We all have a cross to carry, and it's lighter when we do it together. Go to definingdadbond.com slash betterdaily to get supported, challenged, and inspired to take yourself to the next level. Who knows who we can be if we could become 1% better every single day. Go to definingdadbod.com slash betterdaily today. That's definingdadbod.com slash betterdaily.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.